Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. Judy will be taking a summer break so she can focus on the upcoming profound treasury retreats in Maine and Colorado. From now until September, we will be replaying episodes from the spring of 2022. In this episode, originally published last March, Judy explores the topic of loneliness. Welcome. Today I'd like to explore the question of loneliness and particularly the value of connecting with a kind of a fundamental level of loneliness that is part of the human experience, deep-rooted within us. The feeling of loneliness, I think, is a pretty familiar one for many of us, and sometimes it's a very vulnerable feeling and a slightly threatening feeling often. And we do lots of things to kind of hide that feeling from ourselves and, and hide that vulnerability from one another. My teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, emphasized the value, in, particularly in meditation or the contemplative journey, of relating to loneliness, as well as the value of being in community. So we could look into or question, how do those two fit together? Isn't community a way to get beyond our loneliness? But no, he said that without connecting with your loneliness, you can't really be in community in a way that's really healthy. There's not just people leaning on one another and very easily knocked over. So developing a strong sense of oneself and having made accommodation with fundamental loneliness, we can actually be in community in a much better and much stronger and loving way. So at the brass tax level, I suppose you could say, we are born alone and we die alone. Of course, there may be many people around, and you know, in the situation of our birth, our parents or medical staff or relatives, etc. And likewise, at the point of leaving this life, we may be surrounded by all sorts of people. But fundamentally, they can't do it with us. They're not with us being born. They're not with us dying, really. Certain things you have to do all by yourself. So there's kind of a deep-rooted loneliness that just comes baked in. It's your life, not anyone else's. Only you know exactly what your experience is, no matter how hard you may try to communicate it to those you care about. And only you can go through the gateway of birth and the gateway of death. It is sad that in this modern world, many people feel abandoned and alone, particularly old people, people who have no close friends or living relatives. So there's a a quality of kind of a broken loneliness, a heartbreaking quality of loneliness there. And other people, even in the midst, you have many, many friends. You could have a zillion likes on your Facebook page. You could be outwardly totally a social being, but in some ways feel even more lonely around other people than when you're actually physically, literally alone. One way of looking at this would be to In this journey from birth to death, taking aloneness as an ongoing default position rather than as a mistake or a failure or problematic, it's taking loneliness as a thread that marks our life from the very beginning to the very end. If we don't find a way to accommodate that reality, we'll keep 
desperately looking around for ways to cover that painful sense of loneliness, to hide it, to reject it, to try to make it go away. Sometimes people make the distinction between aloneness and loneliness, meaning that you can be alone and not lonely. You can be with others and lonely. So loneliness comes and goes based on the circumstances of our lives. But loneliness, in this case, is a thread that's just there. So how do we relate to that? I actually think that relating to that inner loneliness is this kind of healing of an inner fear. I also see it as a kind of a wake-up call that here's this life. You alone are leading this particular life. Yours alone. And there's kind of a heightened quality, you might think, even a pressure a little bit of finding or accepting the fact that nobody can do it for you, can't find someone else to live your life. You're stuck with the life you have. And that's kind of a lonely thing, but it's also an empowering thing. Relating to this inner loneliness is not like becoming a rock, like in the song, I'm a rock, I am an island. In that sense, another it is another form of escape, like I'm a lone wolf and nobody can hurt me anymore. Nobody can harm me. I'm just going to cut myself off and armor up and stoically just sit there, not let people get to me, that kind of thing. That's not all that great, and that's not what relating to loneliness is really about. I think there's a strong connection with this uh, investigation of loneliness and the nature of sitting meditation practice itself, in that both have this sense of very vulnerable, tender quality, but also very strong and self-sufficient quality. So bringing those two together through our befriending our inner loneliness is extremely valuable in the practice of meditation and in life. Most of us really like to receive confirmation and approval from others. But when we begin to rely overly much on that, we begin to lose ourselves. We lose something important. When we come from a place of loneliness, when we're in community, we can be with others in a way that's not demanding that confirmation or affirmation from them. We can be lonely together. And there's a transformation possible a transformation from a fear and a covering over of our loneliness to a sense of the beauty, a beauty, almost an aesthetic, romantic quality for the loneliness and the valor and bravery of trying to live a decent human life. Many spiritual traditions include some stage of a journey where you deliberately go into a lonely situation by yourself into a desert or onto a mountain or into a retreat cabin or even just into a time and space of reflection within your own apartment or house or dwelling. Taking time to be alone, to explore aloneness and to relax with aloneness and develop strength from it. So to get to that point, we have to actually go through the pain of loneliness. And to the extent that we can do that, we realize the extreme pain of loneliness. That may give us a way to actually address some of the people struggling with situations of loneliness, sadness, and disconnection. We can be of help. Showing up for our own loneliness may give us the courage to show up for others who are struggling 
with the loneliness and abandonment. Our willingness to be with that simple human experience may be the training we need to show up for others who are in need. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.